All right, we did it, guys. Made it through an entire year. We were in the last week of 2020, and so I decided who better to have as my last guest than Jason Neiman, who was also my first guest. So Jason is going to be on today, and we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're talking about a, a near-miss shoot that he was supposed to have with Mindy Kaling from uh, The Office. Um, we talk about a really cool guitar and bass amp. So we touched on that a little bit. We talk about his company, Good Brand Company, and their coffee, and a little beer company that they've merged with uh, as far as the coffee flavor and all that kind of goes. So we talk about a couple of those things and get the um, script flipped, I guess you could say, on me a little bit by having him ask me a few questions about this year and the podcast and all that. So it's a cool episode. I think you guys will enjoy it. As of hopefully you have enjoyed all of them this past year. And um, yeah, check it out. It's been a year and we have plenty more to go. So hope you guys enjoy it. I have absolutely not one prepared question for you. <laughs> well, good. Let's treat it as a anniversary well, that's pretty much what I want to be the so, first guest. I want so, you to be yeah. the last guest, and I don't even have a one question other than how's life and how have you been doing since January, whatever the hell, when we started this thing. Although we've back and forth a little bit. Yeah. But thank you, man. This thing's turned out to be really cool. This is all your idea, and it's turned out to be very cool. I'm so happy for you, and I've been watching them. I mean, they're great. Thanks, they really man. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. There's, you know, some people obviously are better than others, but yeah, as always. Yeah. I mean, there's some where I'm looking at a clock going, it's only been five minutes. I got to stretch this thing out. And I know. They always up being it, but there are times where you just like, <clears throat> it's rough when you get somebody who answers a question with, yeah, or how'd you get started? Well, I, you know, I wanted to start drawing when I was 10 and went to school and ended up at an agency. It's been great. And then you're like, <laughs> man, all right. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Oh, but yeah. yeah, you know, but thank you, dude. I mean, it's been really cool. It's, thank God it's given me something to do when I'm not shooting, yeah. which is a lot this year, you know, so. Have you, um, have you gotten good feedback on the podcast? I mean, have people reached out to you and said, hey, man, I really appreciate you doing yeah. this or, yeah. Yeah, the people who have been on it have have been appreciative. Uh, I've had a couple of people reach out and say they really enjoy it. Um, Hamela, you know, remember John? He mm -hmm. sent me a screenshot of Spotify end of the year thing, and it was his number one podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's been good. Yeah, cool. I can't complain. I met a lot of cool people from, you know, I just talked to um, – well, I talked to Art Stryber, who's a photographer, a great photographer. I never would have met that dude in my life ever. You yeah. Know? And um, Kevin Scanlon's a dude, another photographer I never would have met. And just tons of people I never would have met. You know, That's great. Never would have even gotten in front of. So, yeah, this is cool. It's been really Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, man, business. It's just busy and the agency business in particular has been very good for us. We've been super lucky that, um, you know, although we were affected to a certain level by COVID, um, our main clientele stayed strong 
in March and April, we had a little drop off, but then we picked up and went, uh, you know, much better. And we actually picked up some new clients in, in May and June. And we're supposed to finish the year um, at our, at a record level. So we've never had this much revenue, which that's amazing. It's great. Yeah. We're, um, we're moving into offering healthcare for our, for our um, employees, which is definitely a big move yeah. uh, for a small mm-hmm. agency. So yeah, that's been really cool. And, you know, we've brought on some good people that I feel like are going to be very additive to the company. And, um, you know, we're doing some really cool projects. We're really getting into, um, some software products that we're providing our clients that I feel like are really good. Uh, one of them in particular is a digital marketing platform, which is really cool. Um, it basically uh, takes all of your different digital marketing efforts and puts it all into one basic uh, dashboard for you. Oh, and so, cool. and then it also has tools built in. So, like for those people that use Hootsuite for all their social media, for instance, yeah. um, it's got a component of Hootsuite that's already built into the platform, but then it also gives you all the data analytics on your social media. Oh, damn. And then there's a social media advertising component to it. There's reputation management built into it. There's um, customer reviews and customer voice where you can send out requests for reviews and things like that. It, it, um, brings in all of your Google analytics along with your Google business data, along with your website analytics, along with your social media traffic, all into this one basic dashboard. Is it listening to my phone? (laughs) Right. So what's cool about it though, is you don't have to have all these different components. Um, It's all built into this one. And then the final sort of piece of this is we just added in, um, text messaging services, um, which is really cool. Is that like that thing that like um, Gary Vaynerchuk's doing where he gives you his number? Um, he owns VaynerMedia in New York and okay. a bunch of other crap. He's a huge like media guy. And then I think um, I saw somebody else just did the other day. He said, text me oh, like Chase Jarvis or somebody, a photographer. Yeah. And it's you, they give you their number and then occasionally you get texts from them and you can text them back as well. And I'm assuming it, I don't know where it goes. Cause I doubt they're like, have it going to their real phone and getting texts nonstop all day long. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, this is, this is more driven towards um, people sign up for text messaging and you can basically send them blast messages like email blast type stuff. Okay. Um, and there is a component of us, purchasing text messaging numbers where people have opted into lists and things like that. Um, so we've got that, which is really cool. And then the, the biggest piece of it, which is really cool is a whole marketing automation piece, which basically tracks people from uh, the time they hit your website to everything that goes into your CRM, your customer relations management software. So um, it's pretty robust, but the cool thing is as an agency, one of the things that we're always struggling with is, you know, which part of your marketing has worked, right? Yeah. And so with all of these digital tools, um, we have a much better feel for what we have done that's worked. We're able to track it and then we're able to prove our worth to our clients, which I think is 
you know, something we've wanted for a very long time. And the fact that we help them set it up, we build it for them, um, is almost a built-in sort of like, you know, well, if, if you're not succeeding and we're driving all this traffic and we know we are, then it's kind of not on us. We can bring the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? So, yeah. So anyway, that's been really cool. It's been a lot of technology this year. We've done some really cool websites. We've done some really cool branding campaigns. Um, we're getting ready to rebrand um, 10 Park Lanes and High Country Lanes, um, oh, wow. one in Boone and one here in Charlotte, which doesn't sound very sexy, but it's a really cool redo. Um, slight touch of retro, but for the most part, moving them into, I mean, it's a 60 year old bowling alley. So moving them into something that's really cool. And we're working with the architect on what the building looks like. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you if you're like doing a new redo on the building and all that as well. Yeah. They're going to basically reface it. They're doing a whole bunch of renovations on the inside. They have plans on expanding it. Um, Now with what's going on right now, um, it's making it a little difficult to move those processes forward because there isn't a whole lot of, cash flow coming in because people aren't, you know, going yeah. as often as they probably would have, but they still have plans as of right now to move forward. And we've already finished the new brand look and feel, and we'll be launching that in the first of the year, which is cool. Well, so, cool. yeah. So we've been doing some fun stuff, man. It's been fun. How many employees you guys have now? Uh, eight. So, yeah, really? so not, you know, not, uh, we're not huge, but yeah, but um, when you, I mean, I remember when you left and you started there, it was just you and Damon. That was it. It's two of you. Yeah. yeah two of us, seven years later. Place. So we basically added one person a year. Um, and we've gone from, you know, $210,000 our first year in, in gross billings to close to a million. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's on its way, man. You know, we're, the goal basically is to double. So double in size, double in revenue. That's cool. And, uh, you know, obviously means you're doing next... something right. Because <laughs> if you weren't, you'd be closed down by now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are other agencies in Charlotte that are having that oh, problem right now. Yeah. Um, I know well, all over the country, not just Charlotte. So yeah. the fact that you guys are doing better is amazing because I know multiple people who have been let go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We've been super lucky and, you know, I'd like to think it's a lot of what we're doing, but I also know that the industries that we chose to be in, yeah. um, there's a little bit of luck in that, that they haven't been as affected as, you know, like an agency that really delves heavily into restaurant and hospitality. That's a tough place to be. Oh, yeah. Side note, I got laid off from a company that was a hospitality agency during 9-11. So oh, really? I sort of knew, I'm like, I'm not going back down that road again. <laughs> we'll dabble in hospitality, but I certainly am not going to build our agency around it. So, so you learned. That's good. Yeah, right? That's yeah. Right. You guys um, still doing the coffee thing? We are. We're still doing coffee, although because we've been so busy this year, we haven't spent a lot of time, um, you know, really marketing it. But we're still yeah. doing it. Um, it's going well. We're getting... You know, the thing is that it's such a good product. Um, you know, our, par- our roasting partner is so good that, um, well, I do have one piece of information about that that I'll go back to in a second. Yeah. But it's such a good product that as soon as somebody buys it, 
and they get it delivered to their house, they're like, why am I buying grocery store coffee that tastes like it's been sitting on the shelf for six months? And that's the whole sales pitch. Like you don't have to sell it because once somebody tastes like, oh, it was roasted like less than five days ago, it's the difference between going to the store and pulling a Budweiser can and pulling something from a local microbrewery, you know? And the difference in the taste and the craftsmanship of it, if you appreciate coffee, then you immediately go, oh, well, this is what it's supposed to be like versus what we've been doing for ever, you know? Because there's like, we just got this study back at the beginning of last year that um, most grocery store coffee that sits on the shelf has been in the can or bag for more than six months. Really? So that'll tell you how stale that coffee is. And if you already grind it and you buy ground coffee, like that, that's even worse because that's like, that's like taking a Coke bottle and like taking the top off, putting the top back on and then putting it on the shelf and leaving it there. Like how good is that going to be? You know? So, so that was sort of a learning for me because, you know, until we got into the coffee business, I didn't really know that. Also didn't know all the ins and outs of, you know, roasting and, degassing and you know crema and all the other things that go into it um but what i was going to tell you is right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that we um did at the beginning of last year uh or towards the end of last year actually is we changed from good coffee club to good brand coffee so i'm not sure if we had done that when you and i did the first podcast i guess we probably did but i think you had yeah, and we had just also partnered with the brewery to do the coffee beer, which was yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? That was phenomenal. It if you go on there, uh, you know, there's. Now, do you need to like coffee to like the beer, or can no. you just like beer? Well, I mean, you have to like to co- You have to like coffee flavor, right? You, you know, it's not. You have to like that essence of coffee, if you will, like you know. But um, the cool thing about it was if you go on untapped on your, on your mobile phone and you look up divine barrel brewing, um, and you do a search in good company, which is the collaborative beer that we made with them. Um, you know, the side note from good brand coffee, um, is their highest ranked beer, or at least it was like a month ago was our highest ranked beer they've ever had on that app. So clearly the people that loved it really loved it. Yeah. Um, and we're, we, we sort of talked to them about what the next step is and are we going to do another beer this year or not? Um, but with COVID it's just been really weird because they actually, you know, invited us in to sit down and like, we recipied the beer with them oh, and wow. we went in and we actually helped them brew it, which was cool. And then I went like two weeks later and we put the beans in and the different things that we were putting in it. And then we were there when they took it out of the tanks and put it in the bright tank. And then we did the big launch, you know, hey, you do that right again. Let me know. Cause I just want to shoot it. I want to shoot. The <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because yeah, I think it would cool. be very cool to shoot how that's processed. And I would love yeah. to shoot it just for me to add some stuff to my website. And of course, you know, you guys, yeah. Take it. but yeah, I think it would be very cool to just be in there when it happens. If you guys do it again, let me know. Yeah. Well, maybe that's an end to us pushing that. They've been really careful with COVID because oh, yeah. you know bringing people into the back of their breweries tough. But I'm guessing that 
you know, once the vaccine pulls up, maybe, maybe in the fall of next year, we'll probably do another one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. So long story short, coffee's doing well. We have a good amount of subscribers on the site. We've had a good amount of just like one-offs that have been purchased in the last one, uh, one or two months. And then the last two weeks we've seen a huge gift, you know, the gift, uh, oh, yeah, I bet. gift givers, people that, you know, order five or six bags and put them in a, put them in a box and wrap them up. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool, cool man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like so, good for you. <laughs> well, other than, you know, more or less other than the social distancing and the, you know, yeah. parts about um, not seeing family as often and friends as often and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's been good. How about you? Tell me about you. Yeah, I'm going to flip the, I'm going to oh, flip God. the script a little bit, man. <laughs> you know, this is your like inaugural one year anniversary yeah. edition, right? Yeah. It's the last one. Of so the year. tell me, tell me a little bit about your experience with your podcast. Like what are some of the like main things that you have felt? Uh, number one that you've either learned, gained or benefited from. Well, I've learned that I can talk more than I want to originally i thought i would want to so i've learned that i've learned to be a little more inquisitive than i used to be i think because i used to be like yeah. oh okay and then move on and then you think later damn i guess i should have asked that but uh, whatever now doing this i started asking questions even in my regular life when i'm not talking to somebody on here i find myself almost like i'm interviewing on a lot of podcast <laughs> kind of thing um, i've learned a lot of people in this business seem to have started off whether it's photography or out of agencies or whatever had started off going to school doing like some completely opposite side of the brain kind of thing. And then they end uh. up doing this. I mean, I've had people go, Oh, I was going into, you know, I was a science major or I was going in to be a lawyer or something like that. And then I ended up being a photographer. I ended up being an art director, a creative director or whatever, which blew my mind. Cause right. I didn't think that would ever go together. Unless it's one of those things where I guess maybe, the whole entire time they were really more artistic and they were just doing that because their parents wanted them to be the lawyer or right. the scientist. Right. Or I don't know, but it's, and like I said, it's been good. It's been keeping me busy when I'm not shooting. If not, even if I'm not doing a podcast, I'm at least looking for guests and bugging the shit out of people to ask them to be on the podcast. Right. Right. So it's been a good thing. Okay. Yeah, they're not as easy as me. You're like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. What day? Right. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll get that. You'll get one person. Like, I was, um, there's a guitar player coming up. I don't want to say who now, but I'll tell you later. Um, and I was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? He was like, yeah, tell my man, you know, contact my manager, and I'll go ahead and tell him you're calling, and we'll set it up. And they, this was like on a Thursday or something. And we set it up for the Monday of the next wow. week. Wow crazy i couldn't believe it. i guess but i guess if you're a musician you're not doing anything yeah right you're out someplace. Out. maybe you're recording right. possibly but right yeah so speaking yeah, of that yeah you can't really see that thing i'm gonna move so you can see that thing on my back cabinet back there that is um amp it is an amp but it is so cool it's made by a company called um positive grid yeah. And um, it's a modeling amp. So it has like ridiculous effects that are already built into it. And you can have like four or five presets. It's 
tape it's tabletop but i gotta tell you it's so unbelievably loud it's a guitar or bass so you can play a bass through it you can play a guitar through it you can play an acoustic guitar through it you play a bass it has, thing? you have settings that like it changes for everything it's ridiculous right wow not only that though you can take your ipad and it comes with software you connect to it via bluetooth and then basically there's a soundcloud library of like a thousand different amp sounds that people have created that you can download to your iPad and basically on the fly change out whatever amp. So you can have a Marshall, then you can switch over and you've got an Ampeg sound and then you switch over and you've got an orange sound. Um, It's crazy. And there's like, it's, so it's a, it's called the spark and it's made by a company called positive grid. They've made, um, modeling software for music for a long time and they have some higher end um amps that they that they sell as well this one is made for like studio and practice because it's also got a direct input um usb input so that like if you're recording using you know garage band or whatever you're using you can go directly from the amp into the back of the computer and have it run basically through just like you're hooked up direct from your, your amp. Damn, that's cool. So it's phenomenal, man. And uh, I, it's funny, you know, cause as you know, I've always played bass, but um, I play guitar too, just not as well. Um, and I got a new music man, uh, Stingray guitar that's sitting back there. I'll have to pull it out for you after yeah, we're done here. I'll see that. Um, and plugged it in and I could not believe like you select the, for instance, John Mayer and you start playing and it's like, it's his guitar playing. It's bizarre. Like his exact sound, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, metal, like James Hetfield, um, the edge from U2. Really? I mean, it's just crazy. And do that. Eddie the other, sound? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No question. Wow. And then the other thing about it that's super cool is on your iPad it'll listen like you push this button and it'll listen to you play a progression. Like it, it records you for like 15 minutes or 15 seconds. So you'll play like, you know, a four or five chord progression. It'll listen. And then all of a sudden it'll drop in a bass track, a drum track and a rhythm guitar track if you want it. And then you can play lead over it and just sit there and practice over that four chord progression. Oh, wow. So it like, it like how much listens to what you're doing. I don't even remember. I think I think the amp itself is like around three hundred bucks or three hundred and fifty bucks. Bad. That's way better than I thought. Super it cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also use it just as a Bluetooth speaker, and it sounds better than my Apple HomePod. Okay. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. When we're done recording, I'll I'll uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I want to see. I'll it put now. it on for you and check yeah, it I out. I hear that thing. It's it's crazy, man. So anyway, speaking of music, because you and I are both musicians and love are you music, playing so. with a band because i know we had talked about something for a minute and yeah i was going to um i think i decided that the music that that band was gonna play wasn't really for me and right after that started because that was right at, like right when we were getting ready to record yeah they asked me if i would play with them and then covid happened and it all just kind of like fell apart but um it's kind of a blessing because i was like mm, not sure i love the music style you know i think i think i've decided if i'm going to play in a band again 
I'm only going to do original music. Like, you know, even if it's the other band's original music and I come in, right. I don't really want to do cover songs anymore unless, you know, it's not, it's not that I have anything against it. It's just, I don't want to. Unless you have a, a singer who can sound decent and a band who can play it, it's not worth it. Cause if you have a singer right. who's trying to sing journey and he's got a voice built for Metallica or whatever, you know, it's right. not going to work. Yeah. And then if you have a, you gotta be a wedding player, band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. You gotta have a one, one guitar player, singer, you gotta have a female singer and you gotta have, you know, just a, another male singer so that they can kind of cover the spectrum, yeah. you know, cause you're playing Bruno Mars and then you're playing Bon Jovi. Unless you're just going to be a tribute band and you guys are just dialed in on whatever yeah. band it is. You want to be the tribute. You're, you're the Grateful Dead tribute band or whatever you want right. to be. Yeah. Which I've done two of those. Yeah. Not sure I want to do. Yeah. I mean, not for long, but I was in two bands that did nothing but rush in the police. So it's like, you know, how, how long can you do that before you're like, okay. And I'm not getting any younger, right? If I'm going right. to play music, I want to play music that I really like. So, Probably. yeah. So yeah, I'm not playing, but I have been playing and I've been playing um, pretty regularly more guitar than bass, really? honestly, which kind of surprises me that, I, but it's because of the amp it's because I got this thing and I'm like, I can change the sounds up and I can like, you know, you can play the, you play the YouTube pulls it into the interface. So you just say, Oh, I want to play, you know, waiting on the world to change by John Mayer. Right. Yeah. And it starts playing it through the amp through the iPad. And then you dial up his amp and sound and guitar. And then you're basically, it sounds exactly like his guitar. It's bizarre. It's crazy. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're talking about, talking music about amp, so yeah. <laughs> I, said, I didn't have any questions prepared for this thing. So we can get <laughs> I was talking to um, Philip McCandless out of Accenture in LA and we ended up talking about car racing and Marilyn Monroe and yeah. whatever the hell else. Yeah. So I'm all good with talking to amps. Yeah. Uh, you get a little distracted sometimes like and start talking about stuff like that. I'll find <laughs> Talked to another dude out in LA, and he, I think he really wanted to push the agency he was with. And I, we ended up talking about cars, and we were <laughs> just like, "All right, so yeah. tell me more about this car. What about this car? You do this." And he was like, "Okay." And they tried to keep pulling it back. And I was like, "Let's talk about cars a little bit more." And then finally, we got back to the agency stuff. Hey, man, you know what? You know, it's got to be an interesting podcast, right? So, and uh, you know, people want to obviously hear about. I think part of your podcast, which I think is so cool is part of it's the person's experiences in life and part of it is what they do currently. But I like how you sort of interweave the, you know, this person met so-and-so, you know, or was on set with this person and things like that. I think that's cool that you I did think that. It's more interesting than the whole, what do you do now? How do you find photographers? what's your day to day like? And then the whole podcast is like that. And then eventually, you know, I think everybody's going to start sounding the same ish. Right. You know what the answers are going to be to everything. So I think if you start asking yeah. a little more of the history, who have you been on set with? What are the cool things? What happened on that? It gets a little more interesting as opposed to just like, Oh, we find photographers from Instagram or their emails right. or, you know, our day is 
whatever the hell, you know, we come in right. and we have a meeting and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think some of that's interesting to find out, you know, what a day is like, but at the same time, I don't want a whole entire podcast based on what's your day at work like. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of those is okay. Yeah. A month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's okay. Yeah. To, like if we were talking and this is our first time, but like, all right, so tell me what, how you got started. What do you do? What's a day at work like, but then let's move yeah. on to something else after we get it and tell me about some cool shoots. Tell me about, you know, a cool client you had, whether it's a shoot or not, whether it's like a amazing website you guys built, you know, something like that. I think it's yeah. into, at least a little more interesting. At least I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will almost think when you were saying that it's like, I've had so many, I mean, I've worked with celebrities and things like that before, but I've also had so many close calls or situations where I was going to work with somebody that was really cool and I wanted to work with, but for some reason the client fell through or mm -hmm. the celebrity backed out. Um, and I was thinking about it when you were talking and one of those sort of brushes with somebody that would have been really fun to work with that I didn't get to ultimately um, was Mindy Kaling, you know, Kelly from the office. Oh yeah. 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 She's hilarious. And we were going to, we had worked with LaCroix, the, the water company. Water. Yeah. Yeah. And she was going to be sort of like their, it was like right when they were bec becoming popular and we were going to work with them. And um, we got on a phone call where we talked about, uh, the concept and what we were doing. She was on the call and we were talking about going shopping for clothes. You know, she was so down to earth. She was like, Oh man, I can't wait to go shopping with you guys and we'll pick out cool stuff. And it was all planned. And then I don't remember exactly what happened. I think it might've actually been like the depression in like the 2007, 2000, the recession, 2007, 2008. Yeah. And somehow these budgets got cut and they ended up not working with her. And I remember going back on, man, that sucks because she would have been a lot of fun to work with, you know? Yeah. But there's yeah, so man. many of those experiences where you, you know, you're genuinely interested in working with somebody that's cool. And then you end up not being able to work with them. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, those are the worst. That close. Yeah. Man, I've had them where not with celebrities, but I've had jobs where I was excited about the job and it literally yeah. disappeared the week before the shoot was supposed to happen. And every, every time it's been because the agency and the agency's client got into it over whatever. <laughs> so yeah. one day there, the two that come to mind immediately are one, the agency fired the client and the shoot got canned. And the other was the agency hired me without confirming it with the client, although I was the one that they were all looking at, but they went ahead and told me, told me that I was going to get the gig before telling the agency or they just before telling the client that it was going to be me. And so the client got ticked off. Like you can't make decisions without coming through us to clear it first. So we're not using him. We're going to this other person. Wow. Yeah. And I've, that sucks. And other things like that, you know, same kind of deal. You'll have something where all was yeah. set up and like I was supposed to shoot, um, I ended up doing it, ended up shooting Kamala Harris, but it was, I literally got the call the day before. We want you to shoot this person. They didn't tell me who it was. You're going to have to get really? COVID tested. We got to get a background check on you, all that stuff. Once I agreed to that later in the day, they finally told me who it was. It was going to be the next day. They canceled it the morning of. 
Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. It was because that was that time where she got like one of her people got in COVID, got tested positive for COVID and she was supposed to come to North Carolina. So they canceled it. But I was literally getting ready to go get the COVID tested, the rapid COVID test and got the email about probably half an hour, an hour before I was planning to walk out the door and go get tested. But didn't you end up shooting her anyway? We did. It was about a month later, three weeks later, something like that. At least that time, they gave me multiple days in advance. Like, I think I had two days in advance on that one. Man, I bet she's a super nice person. That would be really nice. Yeah. I mean, as far as I didn't have a lot of interaction with her because I literally had her in front of the camera. I was told I was going to have 60 seconds in front of the camera with her. Oh, my gosh. And I ended up getting like 90, maybe something like that. But I was taking shots behind the scene while they were doing the video part. And which I wasn't supposed to be. I was told to just come in and watch and don't pull the trigger. But I was like, I had it on quiet mode and I was just popping off shots. And yeah, they seemed to be very happy with the outcome of everything. So that I didn't get in trouble later. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> like her shirt was popping open and nobody was telling her. And I was like trying to get somebody to tell her. And finally somebody listened to me and told her and she tried to fix it, but nobody fixed it properly because the shirt was way too big. So finally, they take a break for a second to redo something to move the camera, the light. And she's looking at this mannequin standing beside me. I'm like, I move over in front of the mannequin. I'm like, shirt fix. And she went, ah, and then she fixed her shirt. She's like, thank you. And then we moved on. Then we did the shoot, but she was really nice to everybody. She stuck around, took a picture of the owners with the owner's daughter who had just been there just to see her. So, I mean, she was very cool. I can't. That's nice. It's good to hear. Yeah. It's good to hear that those people that are in those public offices are at least some of them are nice. And I've been lucky. I mean, anybody, she's the only politician I've ever shot, but as far as anybody with any kind of celebrity, I've never run into anybody who's been an ass. I've I've run into one. Yeah. I won't name that person, but I've run into one. I'll tell you two people that were incredibly nice. Um, was Julius Peppers. Oh yeah. Phenomenal guy. Um, we did that big brothers, big sister shoot with him. And, you know, the coolest part was to see them interact with kids. And so when he was with the Panthers, we did that big, big brothers, big sisters, um, thing. And he was incredibly nice. And then Raymond Felton, the basketball player that played, um, here in Charlotte as well. We did that shoot with him as well. And he was incredibly nice too. And his parents were just gems of people, you know, that's good. Um, but yeah, both of them were just like incredibly nice guys, really fun to work with. Um, Cause we had them doing some ridiculous stuff, you know, like for big brothers, big sisters, yeah. where they're sitting in a, in a white studio and like completely white backdrop and, he's, he's got a kid hanging on his arms, you know, <laughs> just like things that are just like super cool. And he was just up for anything. He was like, yeah, whatever you want to do, I'm good with, you know, didn't, That's killer, didn't really man. buck the system or yeah, it was cool. He was yeah, the really only ones I've nice. had and, and they weren't even celebrities, people that have been the biggest pain in the ass, I guess, or had the biggest, not even pain in the ass, just had the biggest attitude have literally been people who are, nobody knows who they are. It's like some model <laughs> who just thinks she's great or whatever, you know, something like that. It's never been somebody who actually you would recognize. Right. Don't talk about your wife like that. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. She's awesome, man. 
Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, craziness, man. It's been a year since you did this. I can't believe that we've been able to, you know, we, we sat in a place eating tacos, you and I talking about, man, you know, this will be something really cool. I was like, why? Why? I don't want to do a podcast. I know. (laughs) What the hell would I do? But look, look how it's turned out, man. It's fantastic. Fantastic. If I didn't have so many client podcasts to do, I would do my own. That's the problem with me is like, I can't do my own because you know, I'm probably doing two or three a week with clients where we're doing oh, yeah. either webinars or podcasts or, or video recordings with them. And it's crazy. You know, we were doing Zoom five years ago. I mean, we, we literally signed up for Zoom. I looked when we were like halfway through the year and everybody's like, oh, Zoom this, Zoom that. I'm like, we've been using Zoom for like five years. should have invested in Zoom when you Oh, using but it. I did. Did you? Well, congratulations. Yeah, it was, that was a good event. Next time you do that, you need to let me in on this kind of Yeah, thing. well, I mean, it's not like I had a huge fund to like drop. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it's- Even if you it's put up, in 100 uh, bucks, it's a still a nice gain. So I have a question for you. What What's your plan for the podcast in um, 2021? You got anything, you have any thoughts or, or changes you want to put in place? Or I I'm mean, other really than sure. the camera- yeah, the camera. Will be cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you hooked up, man. I'll, I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the equipment list. Yeah, send me what you got. I don't know. I have decided that I'm going to start like starting with this next one. I'm going to post. Um, I think it's the one before this one. It's going to be. I'm going to start doing little video things, like little 15 second video clips of like a little something to post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Oh, cool. To try and be like, hey, here's something we talk about. You know, whether that's cool. Like a little preview, a teaser. Yeah, like a little 15 second. Like I just did one today and it was a cool story, but it was about 20 seconds long. And on Instagram, I think you got 15 seconds for one story and then it flips to the next. So I had to go in there and chop it a little bit. So you see the guy talking and and he does like this and he does like that. (laughs) Max Headroom. Yeah. But I basically just got rid of the, you know, made a little pause in between. So the story's still there, but. That's great. I don't know. I've got to come up with some other stuff. I want to get, I still want to keep talking to the art producers and the art directors and stuff like that. But I also want to try and expand it to maybe people that you might know a little more and get them on there. You know, so I've had somebody like, if you're a photographer, you know who Art Striver is. If you watch Ozark, you know who Kevin L. Johnson is. And I've had those guys on and I've got, a couple of one or two other people you may know. I've got a stylist coming on who you definitely know the magazine she's worked for. Um, that well, you had your, your cousin. That's the uh, yeah, village. So my people cousin, I think I'll yeah. interview him yeah. again from the village yeah. people because that was an inter- That was an interesting interview. That was cool. Um, I learned a lot on that. Just um, not about him, but basically about audio because I couldn't do this thing and I was doing it live and I was, we were, at the beach. So I was trying to figure out how to mic it and I didn't bring, you know, my little board and all that, but I had a zoom. So I took the mics and put them into the zoom and it sounded much better than it did on this crappy little board I'd been using. Uh, I didn't yeah. have a slight hum. So I learned about that. And I was able to control the levels a little better because I could see them while I was actually talking yeah. to them. And yeah, I want to talk to him more about like 
touring in Studio 54. We didn't get into any of that. You know, <laughs> that's where the good stuff is, I know. So, yeah. I'm gonna try I've got a, um, the cool thing about that M50 we were talking about, the Canon, is yeah. I've got this really cool remote um, wireless lapel setup where. Oh, that's cool. You can have the one remote pack on the camera plugged in direct. Yeah. And then you can also have one pack that has two mics into it. So you're not having competing audio levels, like the audio levels completely consistent and it's worked really well just in doing interviews in person. Um, because, and they have super long cables. So, you know, I clip one to me and then clip one to the other person. Right. And then that level is completely consistent all the way through. Oh, um, that's nice. And it goes direct in when you're recording, which is great. Um, yeah, that makes life a lot easier, especially if it's a clean audio. And then you can yep. use the zooms as the backup if you need it. And just exactly. have this place nearby and use that as a backup. Yep. Yeah, yeah that great. helps a lot. It works, it works really well. And then you don't even have to go through a mixing board or anything. You just run it direct and then you can always adjust the audio later. Right. You know? So, but yeah, that's been, that's been a good one. Good little yeah. trick. Yeah. Send me that. So what are you using? What are you using when you output and how are you getting your podcasts on the different services now? Um, what the hell am I using? I'm using anchor anchor. Yeah. Does anchor only do audio or does it do video too? It does anchor does just audio. So I, I edit the video in Premiere right. and post it up on YouTube that way. And then I take the audio, I make a recording of the audio in Premiere as well, and then um, send that over to Anchor and just upload it onto Anchor. And then Anchor distributes it to Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, a couple other places, I think, as well. And so how does it... Does Anchor also send the video file as well or just the audio file? No, just the audio file. So what I do is okay. I record. So when I go into Premiere and edit it all together, I make a audio final of just, of just the audio recording. So I have it edited together how I want it for the video. And then I just go in and make an MP3 file of just the audio off that and save it. And then I go in and make the video file. So I have two separate files in there. So you'll have a folder. And in that folder will be all of this, the raw stuff. And then I'll add the intro, the outro, whatever, edit, whatever in the middle, and then save that as a one audio file, one video file. And then I just go and upload separately to YouTube and to anchor. Yeah. That's cool. It seems pretty easy. And I mean, with, you know, with zoom two people, you can talk as long as you want. Right. I have friends who are doing, podcast and i don't know what i can't remember what they're using but supposedly it's better but they're if they go over 40 minutes they got to pay you know if it's over 40 really? minutes it starts charging them per minute or something like that even on, huh. the, on the distribution or something so i'm like why because i can't i don't yeah, think the audio weird. is crap from i haven't no, heard it's pretty good about the audio so no it's been good yeah yeah i don't know why you i'll tell pay. you what um have you tried out the new Apple Silicon Mac yet at all? Nah. It's so fast. How much is that X- thing? It's not a lot of money, man. It's it's weird. I mean, it falls in line with, I mean, it's still their base model stuff. So there's the MacBook Air that they just came out with. There's the MacBook Pro, the 13. I have that one. 
and then I have a Mac mini M one Mac mini. And I use the Mac mini for pretty much all of my editing. Whenever I'm doing video editing, the difference, it, what I had before was like the highest, highest Intel processor you could find with like 64 gigs of Ram on it. Oh yeah. Uh, it was ridiculous. This thing just blows it. It's got 16 gigs of Ram and it just blows it out of the water. Really? Like it is so smooth. The exporting, I mean, I use final cut to do my video. Yeah. Um, I, I'm probably exporting 4k files in half the time I was exporting on the Intel max. Really? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Damn. I, I mean, it saves so much post time. You can, you can basically edit, like I can take three, 4k videos have them all up on the same screen and scrub through them like they're like 720p videos. It just handles video like nothing. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's right. great. I do need that. So, because I'm trying to export think, just these podcasts at you know, like an hour, hour and a half, and it's taking two hours to do it. No way. Yeah, it's. I yeah, bet I'm you. Ready to get it. I'm getting ready to get a new computer because I can't take this one anymore. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it was great when I first got it, which literally was only like two years ago, but. Which one is it? Which one do you have? I don't know, some dudes built it for me. It's built out of an Alienware thing, and this guy who prepares my computers built it. This is the, this is the MacBook Pro. It's only the 13, because they haven't come out with the new one yet. That's, that's the bigger one, right? The 16. Yeah, I got the 15. Um, but but I think this one was like, Sixteen hundred dollars with the highest the, the highest thing you could get in it, oh, right? The highest hard drive, the highest um, the highest RAM you can get in it is sixteen gigs. But the RAM doesn't work the same way it does in the old machines because it's all the RAM, the hard drive, the graphics, everything is all in one chip. So there's like no swapping of anything. Like it all just runs on the same chip, and it's so fast. And that's it's the one you're editing on, or you're editing on a different one? I edit on both. I mean, they, they, these two have the exact same chip okay. configuration. They have exactly the same insides. The only difference is one is a desktop and one is my, you know, portable laptop. Right. Um, there's only one piece of software that isn't working on it yet um, that I use regularly, and that's Google File Stream, which just does an automatic transfer of my Google stuff in the cloud for our G suite. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that I'm not able to run at this time. Everything else runs either natively. So like final cuts native, um, Lightroom is native now. Uh, GarageBand obviously, which is what I use to do my audio. That's all native. Um, but yeah, man, it, it makes a huge difference. And Premiere should be native, like I think first quarter of next year. Okay. But even even in emulation mode, which you can use it in, it's like create way faster than on my old Mac, on my MacBook Pro. It's crazy. So I mean, I can't. This is the first gen of these things. I can't imagine what's. Did you have to? Is it a higher chip than then you just get on the basic model? So no, so they all come with, yeah, they all come with an M1 chip. So it's their first, yeah, it's their first 
Apple Silicon branded chip. So it's basically what they use in the iPad Pro, but they've ramped it up for desktop. But everything's on the chip. So it's a system on a chip. So it's the SOC, right? And it just means that everything is integrated. And then of course they just came out with the new software too, that takes full advantage of it. So like if you, if you, if you look at videos on YouTube of people that are like high techies, you know, video editors, yeah, they're saying even the Mac pros that they've spent $50,000 on are only beating this new Mac chip by percentage points. Really? Yeah. So imagine a year from now, with what they've already done, what those Macs are going to do, it's going to be bonkers, you know? That would be crazy. Because nice. that's yeah. the one thing that irritates me is the editing the video on this machine. It's such a pain in my ass. I mean, yeah. Premiere Pro does a pretty good job even on this machine. Um, it just takes forever to export it out. But I was using another program years ago, a couple of years ago, and that thing was just annoying because everything had to work itself in. Like if you put in a transition, you had to wait for that transition to rasterize oh, yeah. or whatever. And then you could see it where at least on pro you put in, you can see it immediately. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's got to all, you know, do its thing. And then before I can actually send it out. So it's taking forever to do all that. And, yeah. But. I, I um, edited a, a three, camera 4k cooking demo we did and all of the all of the video feeds were 4k coming in the video itself lasted i think 56 minutes total once it was all edited and everything on my old macbook pro i think it took like an hour and 20 minutes to export to an mp4 file yeah I did an export on that same exact file on this and it took 36 minutes. Okay. Damn. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a huge yeah, you can ex- difference. For me, if I can export it in less time than it, the length of the video, I'd be so happy. Yeah. It's, I'd it's, be amazingly happy. It's bonkers, man. It's crazy. So anyway, we got way off topic there again. Look well, at us, man. Tangent, tangent. Maybe we need kings. to tag Apple in this podcast and tell them to send, us, send you some cash because I'm just sitting there going, whoa, they need to send you some money. Hey, man, it's your podcast. I'll split, <laughs> we'll, I'll split it with we'll you. We'll split it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And then, man, you need to look at the new iPhone too because it does the new um, – Yeah, it's the video. What is um, – um, Well, it does HDR, but on top of the HDR, it Like it a Dolby the, something? Um, I can't remember what the hell it is. For the shooting. Dolby – uh aura whatever it's called yeah, yeah i can't remember i saw a commercial gotta get into that man that looks nice and and verizon keeps sending me a thing going for five dollars a month extra over what you're paying right now and you can have the new iphone gotta do I it think man. It's the, the little crappy one so i gotta the look mini? maybe it's the mini or just the regular one. iphone 12 it just has two lenses so I'm like, okay, that's yeah, not you got to get the you got if pro. you're going to do video with it, you got to get the pro or the pro max. Yeah, I don't want pro the max, max actually has a it's way too big, like my yeah, hands. Yeah, I don't want that pro max thing. I'll take the pro, but I don't want some I don't want to carry around a, yeah, a so tablet with me. Yeah. That's the that's just the regular pro. How long have you had that since the day it came out? No, I actually waited. Why um, were you having a fever? Was something wrong? 
No, I, I waited COVID because up. you're like, I'm not going out. I, I can't get on my computer. Well, anymore. COVID COVID was a part of it. Cause I didn't want to go into the store. Yeah. And because my brother works for T-Mobile, I was able to sort of just order it through him. But because I ordered it, he was like, Oh, hit me up next week. Cause the launch has been really heavy and there's, yeah. there's not a lot of inventory and I wanted a specific, you know, color and all that. So he was like, yeah, as soon as it comes out. How is your um, service with T-Mobile? Great. Yeah, really? it's not, so it's not good in like really rural areas. So yeah. like if I'm driving from here to Virginia yeah, and I'm right on the border between North Carolina and Virginia, or if I'm driving into Georgia and I'm in like off the interstate, it's not great. Okay. But almost everywhere in Charlotte right now, I get a 5G signal. Oh, damn. So even in my house, like... I've noticed right those towers got, popping up everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I got 5G. And, you know, when I do a speed test, it's pulling like like 80, 80 megabits down and like sometimes into the hundreds, on uh, you know, depending on where I'm at. Um and I think, you know, even though it says 5G, I don't think I'm always connected to 5G, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the service is really good. It's gotten better. And they, you know, when they merged with Sprint and bought the, all their assets, yeah. um, they're, they're going to flip the switch on all of those towers too. So then it'll be kind of be double the coverage. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. I don't like their business model. I think they're just a little bit different. They're not the like... The reason I haven't switched from them is, over to them is because I just... Wasn't sure about the service. Yeah, you know, no, it's it, it's good, it's great. But then I'm stuck with the girls. I just got a new iPhones for Christmas, with two year contract crap. So well, you could switch over and then can switch. Have them switch yeah. over later. Yeah, I might do that. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Or just do your two year thing with them now, and then and everybody switch at once. Yeah, you could do that too. Although at that point, Alexa, I'm just sent her on her own. Like, you graduated from college. You pay for your own damn thing. You know what? I thought that too until my daughter graduated during COVID. I was going to say, yeah, college you, you don't, work, don't work that way. It doesn't. And neither does their car insurance and all those other things. My dad paid my car insurance until like. Magically float away. Yeah, I think my dad paid my car insurance probably until I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask him to. He just kept doing it. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. You're going to keep paying it. I'll just keep my mouth right. shut. Yeah. yeah. yeah How is that know, going with her being home? And is she able to find a job? Or is that just kind of it? So, yeah. So, she graduated in May uh, from the University of Richmond and um, had plans on doing some stuff uh, overseas. And because of COVID, everything got locked down and so there was no travel. And so they shut the program down. Yeah. She was going to go teach over in France and then um, she was going to wait. She, she got a great job at a coffee shop in Richmond where she's a barista and a cook and, you know, host and things like that. And the, that coffee shop has been really cool. They've got a couple of locations. They've been really cool to her. So she's staying there until um, she figures out she's going to apply for some master's programs um, I think probably in the spring for fall of next year. What's your master's? So, well, that's she wants to do museum studies, I think, um, because of her background and what she studied in college. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, people what study do you do those that? things. You become like a museum curator or something. Yeah, you become a curator or a historian. You know, in a specific. She's got a specialty that she did in school for like um, Ottoman Empire studies and you know, with her French background and her Arabic background and all the stuff that she studied in school with English too, you know, who knows what she'll do. I mean, she's a very smart human being and got a good head on her shoulders and she's a cool chick and, you know, I'm proud of her. So she's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then my son, you know, he's just, say, how's Noah? he's good. He's, he's uh, going to Wilmington, UNC Wilmington, yeah. loving it there. Uh, working at Pet Supplies Plus, so he's got some interaction with people. I just bought and, kangaroo uh, meat dog food from there. Yeah, I've never heard of it before ever in my life, and I was told supposed to be good for allergies, right? Yeah, because she's got dogs with allergies and issues. Yeah, yeah, Maisie. Yeah, Maisie. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he's talked about that kangaroo meat. Uh, dog food with me so yeah yeah he's doing great man thanks for asking yeah good so yeah all, all right. right yeah well congratulations on a year yeah thank you dude i appreciate it it's been great it's all your fault so um I you can blame it. me and thank me all in yeah, one exactly <laughs> all statement. at the same time yeah yeah man hey so, man i'm so proud I'm, I'm proud of you it's been it's been a great year and i've really enjoyed seeing you um put this all together. The other thing I'll, I'll say is there's a lot of people who start stuff like this and then they fall off and they don't do it regularly. And yeah. I think people don't understand how hard it is to be disciplined enough to do it every single week and drop it and make sure that you're following up on the next thing and always trying to get better. And so I'm proud of you because man, a lot of people fall off that wagon and aren't able to do that. And you've, you've just like, plowed right through this yeah. year it's been awesome Just, it's been awesome to watch thank you man yeah i um Very cool. that was the goal was to make sure i did not become one of those people i did not want to start it and then just have it fall off and people oh well all right you're a loser what the hell happened you couldn't even make it yeah. a year so yeah now the goal yeah. is you know try and make it two years and then we'll go from there we'll yeah on, you know well at some point you're going to have sponsored advertisers and you'll be making all kinds of money who knows yeah. all right well, it'll happen maybe. it'll happen man i think it'll happen you never know maybe maybe we'll get lucky yeah Dude, thank you awesome. everybody watching listening like it thumbs up it comment subscribe to it and uh hopefully we'll keep doing it for another year right on man thanks dude see you more